The Wind and the Willows by Kenneth Graham. Chapter 7 The Piper at the Gates of Dolan. The Willow Wren was twitting his thin little soul, hiding himself in the dark severage of the river bank. Though it was past ten o'clock at night, the sky still clung to retain some lingering skirts of light from the departed day. The sulken heats of the torrid afternoon broke up and rolled away at the dispersing touch of the cool fingers of the short midnight midsummer night. Mole lay stretched on the bank, still panting the stretch of the fierce day being cloudless at dawn, late sunset, and waited for his friend to return. He had been on the river with some companions, leaving the water free to keep an engagement of a long-standing otter. He had come back to find that the hives dark and deserted, no son of rat, who was doubtless keeping up late with his old comrade. It was still too hot to think of staying indoors. They lay on some cool dock leaves, a thought over the past day doings, how very good they all had been. Rat light footfall was presently heard approaching after over the patch grass. Oh, the blessed coolness, he said, sat down, raising fretfully into the river, silent and preoccupied. You've stayed to supper, of course, said the whole world presently. Sent me had to, said the rat. They wouldn't hear of me going before. You know how kind they always are. They made things as jolly for me as ever they could. Right up to the moment I left. I felt a brute all the time as it was clear to me. They were very unhappy, though they tried to hide it. But I'm afraid they're in trouble. Little Potwee. He's missing again. You know that it, what a, a lot of his father thinks of him, though he never said much about it. What, that child? said Mr. F- said Mole lightly. Well, I suppose he is. Why worry about it? He's always straying off and getting lost and turning up again. He's so adventurous, but no harm ever happens to him. Everybody knows, hereabouts knows him, likes him, just as they do old hot otter. It may be sure some animal will come back across him, will come across him and bring him back again, all right. Why? We found him ourselves, miles from home, and quite self-possessed and cheerful. Yes, but this time, it's more serious than the mole rat gravely. Been missing for some days now. Not as uh, the otters are hunted everywhere. All in low without finding the slightest trace. They asked every animal too. The mole's around. No one knows anything about him. Otters have evidently more anxious than I admit. I got him out. I got out of him. That pretty young portly was learned to swim very well yet. I can see he's thinking of weir. There's a lot of water coming down still. Down still, because during the time of year, place always had a fascination for the kid, for the child. And there they are, well, traps and things. You know, otters. Well, I felt to be nervous about him and his son of his before his time. Now he is nervous. Now, when I left, I came out. He came out of me. He said he wanted some air and talked about stretching his legs. I could see it wasn't that. I drew him out and pumped him and got it all from him at last. Going to spend the night watching by the ford. You know the place where the old ford used to be? 
bygone days before they built the bridge. I ain't well, said Mom. But why should Otto choose to watch there? Well, it seems it was there he gave Portley's first swimming lesson, continued the rat. From the shadow, gravy split near the bank. It was there he used to teach him fishing, and where young Portley caught his first fish, of which he was so very proud. The child loved the spot, and others think thinks that he might. He came wandering back from wherever he is. He came back, came wandering back from wherever he is. If he's anywhere by his time, poor young little chap, he might make for the ford he was fond so fond of, or he'd carry him across it. He'd remember it well and stop there and play, perhaps. So I goes there every night and watches on a chance, you know, just on a chance. He was silent for a time, both thinking of the same thing. A lonely, sore, sore animal crouched by the ford, watching and waiting a long night through, but on a chance. Well, well, said Rat presently. I suppose we ought to be thinking about turning in. But he never offered to move. Rat, said the mole, I simply can't go and turn in, go to sleep. Do something even though you don't seem to do, do anything to be... that I do nothing even though it doesn't seem to be anything to be done. We'll get the boat out and paddle up the stream. The moon will be up half an hour or so. Then we'll search as well as we can, anyhow. Been better than do, going to bed and doing nothing. Just what I was thinking myself, said the rat. It's not the sort of night for bed anyhow. Daylight is not very far off. And then we may pick up some news of him from early risers as we go along. They got to the boat out. The rat took the skulls paddling the caution. Out in midstream, when there was clear, narrow track, it faintly reflected the sky. Wherever shadows fell, the water from the bank, bush or tree, they were as solid as all appearance as the banks themselves. Mole had to steer with judgment accordingly, dark and deserted as it was. Night was full of small noises, song and chatter rustling, taking a busy little population up and about, plying their trains and vocations. Through the night, still sunshine should fall on them at last and send them off to their well-earned repose. Water own noises too were more apparent than by day gurglings and cloops. When expected near at the hand constantly, they started at the scene the sudden clear call for an actual articulate voice. The line of rising was clear and hard against the sky. In one particular quarter it showed black against a silvery climbing phosphorescence. It grew and grew. Last of the rim the waiting earth. Moon lifted slow majestically till it slung clear of the horizon, but the free the moorings, and once more began to see surfaces, meadows widespread, and quiet gardens, and river itself from bank to bank, all softly disclosed, all washed clean of mystery and terror, all radiant again as by part of day, as a day of a difference that was tremendous. Their old hauntings greeted them in another raiment, as if if they had slipped away, put on this pure new apparel. The quiet came quietly back, smiling. They shyly waited to see if they could would be recognised again under it. Fastening their boats to the willow, the friends landed in silent 
silver kingdom, patiently explored the hedges, hollow trees and ruddles, the little cabalettes and ditches and drying waterways, bargaining again and crossing over. They walked, worked their way up the stream and the moonless matter, the moon serene and detached and clouded sky. But did she could, did what she could through those so far to kelp them in a quest till she her home came and she sank earthwards reluctantly and left them mystery once more held field and river then a change began slowly to clear itself but it became clearer and the tree came more into sight and somehow with a different look mist began to drop away from them the buyer piped suddenly this still a light breeze sprang up and set the reeds and bulrushes rustling. Rat was the stern about a mole's skull sat up suddenly, listened with passionate intentness. Mole, whose had with gentle strokes, first keeping the boat moving, they scanned the banks with care. Looking out, looking, looked at him curiously. It's gone, sighed the rat, sinking back into the again. So beautiful and strange and new, since it was its end so soon. Oh, I always thought I never heard of it. For it growls a longing in me with a pain, pain, and nothing seemed worse. Well, I just to hear that sound once more, go on listening, to go on, to go to it forever. No, there it is, there it, it, it is again. He cried alert once more. Enchanced he was silent for a long space of bell down. Now it passes. I begin to lose it, he said presently. Ah, oh, my, the beauty of it, the merry bubble of joy, the thin, clear, up we call, distant piping, such music I never dreamed of, call of it, stronger than the music is sweet, roll on, my, roll, for the music and the call must be for us. Mole greatly wondering, obeyed, hear nothing myself, he said, the wind playing in the reeds and rushes and oosters. Rat never answered, if indeed he heard rap, rap it, transported. Trembling, he possessed in all his senses this new divine thing that caught up his helpless soul and swung and wrangled it, powerless but happy infant in a strong, sustaining grasp. In silence, Mole rose steadily, and soon they came to a point a river divided long backwaters, branching off to one side. The slight movement of his head, Rat, who had long dropped the rudderless. Rather lines, direct the rubber to take the backwater. The creeping tide of light rained or gained. Now they could see the colour of the flowers, gleamed on the water's edge. Clearer and clearer, clearer and nearer still, cried the rat, joyously. Now you must be surely hear it. Oh, at last, I'll see you do. Breathless and transfixed, the mole stopped growing. As the liquid run, the glad piping broke on him like a wave and caught it him up and possessed him utterly. He saw the tears in his comrade's cheeks, bowed his head and understood. For the space they hung there, dashed by purple, loose strife, as fringed the bank. In a clean perilous summons, they matched they marched hand in hand, touched mentally, and posed it wheel and mole. And melancholically he bent his oars again. The light grew steadily stronger, but no birds sang they were wont to do at approach of dawn, but for the heavenly music all was marvellously 
marvelously still. On either side of them, they guarded themselves. The rich meadow grass seemed the morning, and morning of the never. Morning of freshness and greenness. On either side of them, they slided tall onwards. The rich meadow grass seemed that morning refreshing of greenness and sparkling. Never they noticed the roses so vivid, the wide herb so righteous, the meadow sweet so odious and prevailing. They murmured the approaching wind and began to hold the fear air. They felt conscious they might have been near the nearing end, where it might be the shortly awaited expedition. A wide half circle of foam and glinting lights, shining shoulders of green water. The great weir closed the black water from bank to bank, travelled all the great surface, white surface, with twirling eddies and floating flown streaks, and dead in all other sounds, which seldom a smoothing rumble. In most, midmost of the stream, braced in the weir's shimmering arms spread, a small island. They anchored, fringed close with willow, silver birch, and elder, elder. Reverse shy but full of significance, hid wherever it might hold, hot behind the veil, keeping it all, keeping it till the hour should come, with the hour. Those who were called, those who were called and chosen. Slowly, but with no doubt or hesitation, whatever. And in something of the seldom expectation, the two animals passed through the broken, tremendous water, moored their boat at the flowery margin of the island. In silence they landed, a push for the blossom scented herbage, undergrowth that led up the double ground, till they stood on a little lawn, a marvellous green set round, and nature's own orchard trees, crabapple, wild cherries, slow. This is a place of my song dream. Place that music's played to me, whispered the rat, as if in a trance. Here is this is this holy place. Here, it, anywhere, if anywhere, surely we shall find him. And suddenly the mole felt a great awe fall upon him. An awe that turned his muscles to water, bowed his head, and rooted his feet to the ground. It was no bionic terror. Indeed, he felt wonderfully at peace and happy. But it was an awe that smot and held him, and without seeing, he knew it could only mean some august presence was very, very near. The difficulty turned to look for his friend, and so in his side, cowed, stricken, and trembling violently, and still his utter silence, the populous hills haunted branches around him, and still the light grew and grew. Perhaps he would never dare to raise his eyes. By that through the piping was now hushed a call. The summons seemed all still dominant, dominant, imperious. He might not refuse with death himself. Waiting to strike him instantly. Once he had looked with mortal eyes on things rightly kept hidden, trembling obeyed, or raised his humble head. And then, in the utter clearness of the immediate dawn, while nature flushed with fullness of credible colour, seemed to hold a breath. The event he looked in his very eyes, a friend and helper, saw the backward sweep of the curved horns, glowing in the gleaming in the glowing daylight. Saw the stern hooked nose between the cunning eyes, 
were looking down on him permissively, where the bearded mouth spoke into a half smile at corners, sort of missing missiles the arm across the broad chest, long subtle hand still holding the pine pipes, only just fallen away from the parted lips, saw the splendid curves of shaggy limbs, posed in significant ease on a sword. So Last of all, nestling between these very hooves, sleeping soundly in entire peace and contentment, a little round, podgy, childish form with a baby otter. All this he saw, for one moment breathless and intense, vivid on the morning sky, and still as he looked, he lived, and still as he lived, he wondered. Rat, he found breath to whisper, shaking. Are you afraid? Afraid? murmured the rat, his eyes shining like a Love afraid of him? Never, never yet, yet, oh my, I am afraid. A turn was crouching down the earth, bowed their heads and did worship. Sudden and majestic, the sun broad golden disc showed itself over the horizon facing them, and the first ray shooting across the level water meadows took and was fallen in eyes and out of them. When they were they would look once more, vision vanished. And vanished, the vision vanished, and the air was full of carol birds hailed the dawn. As they started there blankly in the dumb misery, deeply thing as they slowly realized they had seen and all they had lost, the capricious little days dancing up from the severe face of the water, tossed the aspens, shook the dewy roses, and blew lightly and curiously in their faces with its soft touch, some instant came an innocent Bolivian, for this is the last best, last best gift of the Connie demigod is careful to bestow those to whom he has revealed himself in their helping. Gift of forgetfulness, least it all for remembrance, germane and grow of a shed of mirth and pleasure. Great haunting memory, the spell the afterlife of little animals, helped out difficulties in order they should be happy and light-hearted as before. Mal rubbed his eyes and stared at Rat, who was looking about him. A sort of way, puzzled sort of way, beg upon. What did you say, Rat? he asked. I think of it. I was only remarking, said Rat slowly. This is the right sort of place that here, here, if anywhere, you should find him. And look, that why there he is, a little fellow. With a cry of delight, he ran towards the slumbering portly. But Mole stood still a moment. Held in thought as one wakened suddenly from a beautiful dream, struggled to call it, can only recapture nothing but a dim sense of beauty of it. The beauty till that too fades away in its cold turn, dream of sets the hard cold, waking all its penalties. So Mole, after struggling with his memory for a brief space, shook his head sadly and followed the rat. Polly woke up with a joyous squeak and wiggled with pleasure at the sight of his family's friends who played with him so often. Past days, a moment, every his face grew blank. He fell to hunting ground, a circle with pleading and fleeting wine. A child that was fallen happily asleep in his nurse's arm, wakes to find itself alone, lay in a strange place of such as corners and cupboards, and runs from room to room, despair growing silently in its heart. You so poorly searched the island, searched Duggan, and wearing, wearing, up until the last black moment, 
came for giving it up and sitting down and quite crying bitterly. Ma ran quickly to comfort the little animal. The rat lingering looked long and doubtfully at certain roof marks deep in the swamp. Sam, great animal has been here, he murmured slowly, but thoughtfully he stood musing. Musing his mind strangely stirred. Come along, rat, called Mole. Think of the poor otter waiting up there by the fold. Portly had been had soon been comforted by the perfect promise of a treat. A jaunt on the river of Mr. Mole's Mr. Rat's real boat. Tournaments conducted him to Waterside, placed him securely between them, bottom on the boat, paddled off down the backwater. The sun was fully up by now. Hot on them birds sang lustily, without restraint, and flowers smiled and nodded from other either bank. But somehow, so thought the animals were less rich, less the richness and blaze of colour. They seemed to remember seeing quite recently somewhere. They wondered where. The main river reached again. They turned the boat to the heads upstream, towards the point where they knew their friend was keeping his lonely vigil. They drew near the familiar fold. The mole took the boat to the bank and they lifted Portly out and set him on his legs on the foe path, gave him his marching orders and friendly farewell, pat the back and shoved him out in the middle stream. They watched the little animal he's waded along the path contently with importance. Watch him until they saw him his nuzzle suddenly lift his waddle. Waddle break into a clumsy amble. He quickened his pace with shrill whines and wiggles. Recognition. Looking up the river, they could see Otter start up, tense and rigid, from way out of the shadows. He crouched in dumb patience. He could hear his amazed and joyous bark. He bounded up through the oysters on to the path. Then a mole, a strong pull of one oar, swung the boat round and let the full steam stream bear them down again. With it would, the quest now happily ended. I feel strangely tired, Rat, said the mole, leaning wearily over his oars as the boat drifted. Been up all night, they save her, and you save hats, but that's nothing. We do as much as half the nights of the week at this time of the year. No, it feels as if I've been through something very exciting, rather terrible. It's just and it's just over. Yet nothing particular has happened. Or something very or something very surprising, splendid, beautiful. Moaned Rat, leaning back, closing his eyes. I feel just as you do, Mole. Sent me dead tired. No, not body tired. It's lucky that we got the stream with us. Take us home. Isn't it jolly to feel the sun again, soaking into one's bones and heart. Being playing in the reeds. It's like music, but far away music, said Mole, nodding to Aslan. Now, I was thinking, murmured the rat, dreamfully and languid, dance with it, little insult that runs on without stop, with words in it too, passes the woods out of them again. I'll catch them in intervals, and it's deep dance music once more, and nothing but the reeds spoke softened, within whispering. You heard better. You hear better than I. The mole suddenly cannot catch the words. Let me try and give them, give you them. Said the rat softly, his eyes still closed. Now it's turning the words again. Fate but clear, least that all should the will turn your frolic to fret. You shall look on my power on the hour. 
but then you shall forget. Now the weeds take you up, forget, forget, they sigh. It dies away in rustle and whisper, then the voice returns. Let each limb be reddened and rent, I'll spring the trap and let it set. As I lose the snare with your glimpse at me there, or surely you shall forget. Grow nearer, Mole, nearer to the reeds. It's hard to catch the groans. That's every minute fainter. Elpa and Eula, my tears shall welt so the woodland wet. Strays, I find it in it. Wounds, I bind in it. Bead and them all forget. Nearer, Mole, nearer. Now it's no good. The song has died away into retalk. What do we? What do the words mean? Said the wandering mole. That I do not know. Said Rat simply. I pa- I passed them on to you as they reached me. Oh, now they turn again. Yet I'm full and clear. Yet I'm at least last. It's a real one, mistakeful thing. Simple, passionate, perfect. Well, let's have it then. The mole, after he'd waited patiently. A few minutes half dozing in the hot sun. But no answer came. He looked and understood the silence. The smile needs much happiness on his face. Something of a listening look still lingering there. The weary rat was fast asleep. <laughs>